Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. from the WTAF of This Country podcast. I really enjoyed it. If you love that podcast, try our new one, where Pavo... You have to find out about me. And Neil... As you may know, I'm not always the most macho of men. Chat about everything. everything. Are you going to please everybody? I don't think you are. Join us every Wednesday for some fun topical chat where we ask the hard-hitting questions. How do I take my tea? Where we reminisce about days gone by. What is my most embarrassing moment? Would it be soiling yourself somewhere? (laughs) It is, actually. (laughs) Where we give you, the listener, the chance to learn all about us. When you get an ear infection, if you remember you're sick, you don't even need... That's not Liverpool. (laughs) Sick. 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 Please download, subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. Thanks for noticing. Pavo and Neil. Chat about everything. everything. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 I like that one. This is Charlie and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of This Country Podcast. Now, first, he's the man who's just come back from shagging Alan's wife because he's hung like an oxen. It may not be the last Thursday of every month, but you have to get rid of your dirty water or you get angry like the vicar. It's Neil. Totally true. (laughs) I can't deny that, can I? There's well, nothing I can deny in that. And you've got some dirty water, ain't you? Oh, yeah. Anyway, our superfan guest this episode is a stand-up comedian, actress, and has one of the funniest Facebook accounts online. She has also done things for us like dress up as a ghost, dressed up as Wonder Woman. Uh, then she did some things on stage for us as well. We're not going to talk about those. And is the only person who has recorded the same podcast twice. Please welcome the gorgeous <laughs> trumpet herself, that is Keris Nelms. <laughs> and welcome back. Oh, it's been you. so long. When was the last time you were here? Oh, I'm trying to think. Grief. It's got to be at least 
I reckon I it must think be... it's a year, but it's probably more than no, that. No, it's isn't it? more than that. It's when Loz was still here and we, you did the radio with us, wouldn't it? Oh, That's okay, right, you did yeah. the Thursday night yeah, show. That yeah. would be you, the last time. Because after that, then you used to do Keris the Cash Cow. Do you remember that? Oh, you used yeah, to do those yeah, little yeah. bits for us. And one of our favourite photos is still here. Look, with you with your long black hair. I know. Remember them days? Remember them? What was she thinking? Having long black hair like that? Ridiculous. And now you've got this bluey kind of. (laughs) What? What? What's the official title for that? Uh, uh, Midlife crisis. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It was last night. It was last night, like nine o'clock at night. Really? I was like, I'm bored. Let's just dye my hair. It looks really fine. nice. It just makes it a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. It's a time in my life where I can get away with dyeing my hair stupid colours because I ain't got. I'm. I'm my employer. Well, there so you go. She can't. She don't complain. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yet. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, a bit of a bitch. we will talk about all the stuff that you've been doing, but we want to find out the, firstly about this country. When did you first find out about this country? Because <laughs> you've, you, you've got a little bit of a different kind of angle to this to, than to our other super fan guests, haven't oh, you? Awful, awful business. Um, I think it was, I've still got the email. I think it was like 2015, something like that. Um, I got a casting come through. Let me just see if I can find it. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Um, I got a casting come through, and uh, it was um, it didn't because obviously they don't when they come through they don't always go by the right name. Right. Um, so it was called something completely different, and uh, it was in London. So my agent's like casting tomorrow. I was like, okay, cool. So I went down there, and uh, my f- a couple of people I knew were coming out. And they had scripts in their hands. And I was like, have we got scripts to read? And they're like, you should have had it from your agent. I was like, my agent hasn't sent me one. They're like, what? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I lit- was going to walk into this audition, no script, no preparation, nothing. So to be fair, one of them that eventually ended up in it, uh, she gave me her script. She said, oh, just, like, just, you know, disregard my notes. I put on that. That was for me. I was like, yeah, no problem. So she gave me the script. I had to walk into this audition and go, I'm really sorry. I've just this minute got this script outside from one of the other guys. Um, so I haven't got anything pre-prepared. So obviously went in there like a twat. Um, Kerry and Curtin were there. Yeah. Daisy and uh, whatever his name is. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. She had a broken leg, I think, at the time. Uh, oh, dear. So yeah, she had a, a leg in plaster. So... It was the first time I'd seen them, and obviously I'd seen them on... Uh, do you remember? Did you ever watch them on live at the BBC? Uh, they, they did their stand-up, didn't yes. they? And yeah. I felt so sorry for them, because those shows are really hard anyway, mm. and characters are really hard to get across on shows like that. And I, of course, knew straight away, I was like, these are brilliant characters, these mm. are great. Of course, the audience they were in front of were like, they what's, what's going on? Yeah, what's, yeah. What mm. is this? Yeah. So, of course, when I walked in, I was like, oh, my God, I recognise you from, from that, but that was the first time I'd sort of really heard of them. And then I auditioned for a big bandy. Yeah. Um, did my best with just reading the script for 30 seconds in front of them, which it just made me look and feel really unprofessional. And, like, obviously watching it after it's come out, I would have died to have been in that. I would mm, have yeah. loved it. Because it's proper... Well, like, we're all based in the Cotswolds. It's, it's the stuff we see day, day in, day out. And still people don't realise that it's... Uh, Comedy. Oh, we still have people to going, people that still think that it's a real life yeah, documentary, yeah. which is which is brilliant. And those of us that live in the Cotswolds know that that's what it's like here, and that's what makes it even more hilarious. Right. I don't think I don't think I've come across any person that lives in the Cotswolds that have that's gone. Oh, that makes us look bad. Yeah, 
because you know like some of the reality shows like mm, you yeah, have the yeah, values yeah. whatever they're like oh my god they're putting us to shame mm. no I think it's brilliant that's exactly what goes on in the Cotswolds right so, yeah. so when you watched it which I'm assuming you have now watched it do you watch I it I can't bring myself <laughs> to do it yet <laughs> well that's the thing is like do you watch it through gritted teeth or do you watch it like do you, do you sit there with your arms folded and your eyes like like almost closed oh I could have done that one oh yeah. I could have been her yeah, oh yeah. I could have done that um, yeah because my mate Laura she got one of the parts it was the um, you know when they went to the um, was it the uh, group it was one of the first episodes they had a it wasn't a diet group, was it? Was oh, no, no, yeah, for uh, sales. Yes, that was it. So, soda, wasn't it, or something? Uh, like, yeah, for, like the, bubble, for the, 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 yeah. the diet Tea. drinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she got that part. And then, obviously, there's another comedian friend of mine, uh, Matt Reese, who was in, who was the uh, guy in the petrol station. Oh, what, oh right. Rob Robinson. Yeah, yeah. right, OK. So there's a few people that I know that have got parts, and I was just like, oh. So I, I'll, luckily, I'm not with that agent anymore because he dropped me because he can't get any work for me because of my naturally grey hair. Obviously, naturally blue now. Yeah. Um, so he dropped me because he couldn't get parts for a 40-year-old with grey hair, which really annoyed me anyway. But it's just like it was hit down to him in the beginning. Like, if I had time you the for, script. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I wasn't given enough chance to do what I needed to do, and I think they would have... Like, you guys, you see what I'm like. Yeah, I would yeah. have been, I would have been fantastic in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I do watch it now, but I just think it's brilliant. Everything, you're like, oh, yeah, Scarecrows, yeah, love that. And and I've sent them, I've sent uh, Charlie the video of the owl. Right, oh, well, oh yes, another thing you're famous <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, cause, so if that ever appears in a future episode, that's because <laughs> I've sent it to him, I have an idea. <laughs> I've sent him pictures of me dressed up as a chav to be, like, um, one of the old guy's girlfriends or aunties. Uh, you know, I'll just try my best to, to get on it, but it's just brilliant for the... Just brilliant for the area, isn't it? And yeah. of course, for all the people that go and go and see the houses and well, stuff. Well, it's as become well. a tourist attraction yeah. now, in North Leeds. Yeah, so who I knew? Know, I don't know whether the the residents and or no, I can't imagine they would be. Because it'd be like, oh, I think they, they. I don't think they mind it. No, no. they seem to be very it's, welcoming. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that kind of area, though, isn't it? We're like, yeah. hey, mm. come on down, Mark. bring bring you a cup of tea. We'll have to talk about the owl as well a little bit later <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, so, does, does the show resonate with you then? Yeah, oh, from yeah, when yeah, you yeah. were younger as well. Of course, yeah. Sorry. All things like that. We it's funny. I was talking to somebody else the other day about how we grew up. We did. Um, we had floats and stuff that we'd have uh, like a parade. We'd all be on the back of a bloody tractor going round the town dressed as a plant pot. Or mm. I, I was a doll in a box once, so I had my mum's old wedding headdress, like a wedding a wedding little wedding dress in a box covered in foil. So I looked like a doll in a box, and like you missed stuff like that. We used to have pram mm. races. So we, when we used to have um, quite a few pubs in, the, I was probably about seven or eight pubs in the town. You'd start at the social club, and like four people in a team, one in the one in the trolley, all the way down. Next one, drink a pint. <laughs> next one, drink a pint. Next one, drink a pint. Those kind of things you can't can't do anymore because no. you wouldn't get the health and safety, safety the health and safety gone mad. You'd have to wear a high vis. Yeah. Exactly, but like things like that, we've still got scarecrow things when you drive um, around the villages. They do a scarecrow. It must is it? I don't know when. What date is it? April that the harvest like festival is or something. Um, well, it's, it's the same know. month right. every year, so it's either April or May. So you go through one village next door, and like they've got not like normal scarecrows anymore, but they've made like a hedge into a caterpillar, and that's right. And, and like we still do those kind of things, and it's great. I love it. Is it. Sweet, isn't it? It's yeah. the sort of thing that you see in in quaint little villages or small towns, yeah. and that isn't it? Yeah. It's not Your more steam of a rallies. city. You've still got yeah, the steam rally right. down the road. You know, it's just little things that is still nostalgic, 
but we need a lot more. We need a lot more of them back in. We need got to nothing. bring it back, yeah, don't they? We, those sort of. We got nothing. That was things we all used to look forward to. And Traditions, all, yeah. Isn't it? And obviously, yeah. kids these days would look at us on the back of a tractor driving around the the town and go. What the hell are you doing, you weirdos? <laughs> but we're like, ah, uh, no, we're on a we know what we're doing. Yeah. What are you, on about? What are you what doing with your PlayStation? Exactly, they've done for like fifty years, sixty years yeah. beforehand and stuff. Well, I'll say that I relate this to the the show I'm doing in Edinburgh as well. If we talk about that, we later. will yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, we'll we'll will. So, we will. Yeah, no, it's just those all those little things because I've obviously lived where I lived all my life. Um, just things like that you miss. Mm. Fancy dress parades. We used to have dance shows. The circus used to come and and um, like set up on the local playing field. Yeah. Like, and then he'd plug plug his like electrics into the nearby house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sixty plugs yeah, in one. Yeah, and it was just things like that you just miss. Simpler times. I know, right? Oh, Fun times. times. If only we could go back, eh? So did you watch them as they came out weekly or did you binge the whole series? Um, it would depend what time they came out because they came they were on out, yeah. on Wednesday, weren't yeah. they, every so day? Yeah, so normally, normally I'd binge. I'd binge because I do like a bit of a binge. I like going from one to the other to the other. Um, but, yeah, just it's just brilliant. It's just light-hearted fun mm. and the stuff Daisy wears to the BAFTAs oh, is yeah. just the highlight. Because I still think people are watching that going... <laughs> Who the hell is this? Exactly. Why is she wearing a bin bag? Mm. And you're like, you don't get it. You yeah. don't get it. She's like, this is this is it. This is it. This is what she wants to do. That was the best thing about this year is like everyone was going, how is she going to top that Swindon dress from the <laughs> yeah. last year? Yeah. How is she going to do that? And then she turns up with a bin bag with a pigeon on her yeah. head, like in a dustbin Brilliant. lid on her head. Brilliant. It's perfect. It genius. Yeah. Stroke of genius. Because well, like, it's and it goes against all that. How many times women get, oh, what are you wearing tonight? Who are you wearing tonight? Oh gosh, you didn't look very good. Never happens with a bloke. No. Oh, you're wearing a suit. That's lovely. You all look fabulous so again that it's like like bucking the trend i look like this whatever take yeah. the mickey don't take the mickey i don't really care but she won mm. she won the internet that night yeah she and t- she was like on twitter instagram all of, of the main web news people picked it up and yeah. said how great it was yeah. which is what it was all about yeah. i think exactly exactly uh, we'll talk a bit more about this country i the question i never i think we've never asked you or i've never asked you is when did you Am start I virgin? <laughs> no no, I'm not. <laughs> well, everybody knows that. So, I mean, you know, that's not a question that everyone needs answered, is it? Um, is when did you start being a stand-up comic? Um, how long? How long have you been doing it? It was 2011. Oh so right, I, so it's I, not that long ago. N- then. Not in the great scheme of things. When, like, when you or in any job in it, you think you're not achieving enough for the amount of time you've been doing it. But in the comedy industry, I'm quite far forward for what I'm doing. If you know what I mean. So 2011, I did a two-hour workshop in London with um, a, a group called Funny Women. And I basically sat there, showed you how to formulate a couple of minutes of jokes, and then you performed it in front in front of the people, other people there, and there were some industry people. And uh, I was the only one that got off stage, and they were like, we've got a gig for you uh, next uh, two weeks' time at Leicester Comedy Festival. Bloody hell. So two weeks later, oh, I was wow. at Leicester. Yeah, oh, it was a baptism of fire. And the really weird thing is, and I'll, I'll always say this, I it was still for funny women, and I, and I, I love them because they gave me my chance at the beginning. But that first gig was horrific. Well, I'm not talking. I was I was fabulous. <laughs> As always, on on it from the word go. Got all my gold stuff out. I did um, walking in the green room. There were about eight women in there. Not one of them. Well, say one of them spoke to me. The rest of them just ignored me. So it's almost. It just gave you an idea of the things to come. We're all competing for the mm. one female spot on any gig. So 
in their eyes, it was like, oh, another woman, great. Another one to compete with. Oh, she really? better not be good, yeah. That's, that's The only person that spoke to me was Mae Martin, who's a Canadian comic. Um, I think she's just doing a sitcom with Phoebe um, thingy. Lisa Goodrow? Lisa Goodrow, yeah. Right. She's just doing a sitcom with her. She was the only one that spoke to me. And don't get me wrong, I'm friends with a couple of the others, not, like really good friends with a couple of the others now, but it was like, what am I doing? Why Why do I want to Why mm. do I want to work in this kind of environment? And it still really is that kind of environment because, like I said, we're all competing for that one job. If we all still joke, if there's two of us on the bill, we're like, oh, my God! Because people say, oh, have you worked with such and such? I'm like, no, because it's a woman. So mm. the, the chances of us ever working together, like in the last however many years... If I haven't worked with them now, it's it's few and far. You know, you very rarely get on the same bill with somebody. But is that changing now? Is, is they they like the to say it is, but, but it's it's not a really. minuscule change. Yeah, yeah, isn't it's it? not really. But this right. this is um, when you you have um, men on there all the time going, oh, well, I've had a gig advertised, but no women have um, applied for it. And it's like, why don't you realise it's because all of the decent female comedians were already working because we've been booked because we're that. Because we're that good. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why no females apply. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's still you still come across gigs. Comedy stores are notorious for booking a majority of men. Now they've just bought in a policy. The booking's just changing that they've got to have. I think it's got to be at least one female. But it shouldn't be like that. You should just have... Yeah. Just funny people. Who's funny good, people, yeah. 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 And, just, and, and it gets on my nerves that people are like... Will you still get that as a woman? When you walk into a gig and people are like, I don't like female comedians. I don't find women funny and you're like oh that's nice thank you oh but i really liked you and you're like you do realize you're not complimenting me in any way you're kind of like <laughs> oh, i really hate what what you're doing but yeah. you i could tolerate so yeah you, you still you're but still they wouldn't that. say that to a man would no, they no of course no never, they would just never go, seen you're that. really funny never seen that happen to a man yeah never and it's and it's a majority of women that say it to us oh really oh. yeah 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 a man will just come up and pat me on the back or send a drink over or whatever it's the women that say it and you're like, wow, what are we doing? Why are we like this? Yeah. Are you heckled more then, do you think? Um, you're... See, I love heckling and the fact that they're trying to, like, phase it out a lot is, um, like, as an MC, I like mm. a heckle. And I like nothing more than a group of lads thinking, oh, mm. hang on, we got a woman here. Well, we'll, we'll have to like, help her out or something. And I'll, I won't let that happen. They're like, I'll be straight on them. Yeah. And then straight away they like, oh, no, we're not going to mess mess with her. And everybody knows in the room there, they're like, right, this girl's on it. She's not going to. But, yeah, you have, you have stuff like we've women have been heckled before, like, oh, get your tits out. And there's some women that can't deal with it or would then go, oh, well, how dare you speak? You can't be like that. You can't be like that on stage. You try to go, oh, yeah, I will do, mate, in a minute. You know, just make some mm. joke about it. Yeah. Or you, after you've got your, your, your tits out because yours are obviously bigger than mine. <laughs> um, you just have to go with it. And and use it in, to your advantage because there's no point. We can't, as much as this like feminist act, we can't do that. Otherwise, we'll stop getting booked for stuff. Because then, I've been in a situation before in the green room where the show manager has said something to me, and it was either make, to make me cry or to make me get angry. So he could have turned round and gone to the bookers. Oh well, we were having a bit of banter in the green room, and we said this, and she couldn't really. She got upset, or she she couldn't really handle it. So I don't think she's uh, able to do the big clubs. Mm. Well, of course, what he didn't realise is that he said something about porn, which you know I'm all right with. Mm. So I gave as good as I got back, and he, I think he was a bit of, a bit in shock. But I knew exactly what he was trying to do, and it's just so he could turn around to somebody and go, 
yeah, she can't play with the big boys. Yeah, so yeah. She's, yeah. She's, she's not. She's a bit of a fragile um, little bird. So yeah. Well, if anybody's any for anybody that hasn't seen your comedy, and for everybody that has seen your comedy and knows what you do, you you very much engage with the crowd, don't you? That's sort of a lot of what you do. You feed. You get your jokes by talking to the crowd. Yeah. I mean, it's not all of your act, but that's a lot of oh, what no, it is. It's, where you're, yeah. you're, it's back and forth with ninety ninety five percent of the work I get booked for now is MC, and purely because of that. Yeah, uh, I love talking to people. I think there's nothing funnier than people. You can't predict what they're going to say, so therefore you've got nothing prepared. So you have to. Sometimes I had somebody in an audience last week called Jeff Gash. <laughs> Jeff there you go. Gash. Jeff and Gash. I was like, you have to That's just comedy stand gold. Up. When he said, what's your surname, Jeff? Gash. <laughs> well, you just have to make a face yeah. then. Everybody laughs. I'm like, like, this is it. Sometimes comedy just writes itself. Yeah. What's your kids called? And obviously he's been asked this a load of times and he's like, Ophelia. And I was like, hey, <laughs> Jeff. You've been asked that question before, haven't you, Jeff? Stop it. Um, but things like that, you can't predict. Like, sometimes you'll be like, oh, hello, sir. Who's this? Is this your wife? And they'll just go, no. And then you'll be like, Okay, is it somebody else's wife? And you just carry on like yeah, that yeah, because, because, yeah. and sometimes it. Oh yeah, I'm still married to somebody else, and she's still married to somebody else, but we're together. Well, of course, you just make a big thing of that, and that's what I love about MCing. There's no pre-prepared because people have said to me recently, you must have stuff like stock, stock stuff in your pocket mm, to yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't because I don't know what people are going to say to me. Mm. So if they say something. I can't go, oh, what was, me, what was my standard answer for that? Because there is no standard answer no. to anything. So is that what keeps things f- fresh for you? Because I can imagine yeah. if you've got the same 15-minute, 20-minute routine, yeah, I've... if you've done it 100 times, then it sort of all becomes automated, whereas now your brain's always yeah. firing. I've got that 20 minutes right. for when I do sets. Right. But that terrifies me more. I If I'm MC and I go up to a gig and I'm not, not worried about it, if I'm doing a set, I worry about it because I, because I MC so much, I don't always. I'm not writing material constantly. So when I come to do my set, I realise how old it is or how long I've been doing it. So I've got to find that balance between writing new stuff, but also doing my MC and that enjoy. It. I've even been told by people to stop MC and otherwise it's going to stop me from progressing because people focus on people that could do sets. But I just love MCing. I'd rather yeah. be known as one of the best female MCs in the UK than, oh, she's an all right comic. Yeah. I, I know I'm good at MCing. I know that's what I get booked for. So I'm just going to carry on doing me. So what made you go into comedy then? Um, it's one of those, well, you must get it. It's one of those things where you're like, aren't we your mates? And they're like, oh, you're really funny. <laughs> and you'd meet somebody new, oh, she's really funny. And you're like, yeah, I suppose I am. But, you know, and you've always been the class clown at school. I did performing arts at school and, and drama at school and performing arts at college. And um, actually, it was college that knocked me for six because at school, I was the lead in everything, leading all the plays and all the musicals. I did dancing, I did all the singing. So I did, naturally, I went to Cheltenham to do performing arts. There, just got lost. Like, they weren't interested in... I didn't have the right look. I wasn't slim enough. I wasn't pretty enough to be in any of the stuff. So I ended up doing a lot of backstage stuff. I was stage manager and lighting and because there was no way... They even used to give my friend, who was very slim and very pretty, used to give her all, like, main parts. And, and she didn't... She was really shy. She didn't want them. Mm. But because of her look, they'd force her to do it. Right, right. And she, she didn't want to do it. And then there were so many of us that wanted to do it, and they were kind of like, oh, no. Oh no, you're not. You're oh, not no, the right no. look. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. really, really lost my confidence at college, and um, so I dropped out. And that was obviously slightly before I had Callum. So then it was put on the back burner. So I, yeah, I always knew I was funny, 
And I always knew I'd do something in the arts. And it wasn't until I started doing comedy. I was like, ah, here it is. This is it. And it just it just feels right. Mm. And to be honest, the emceeing part of it, Danny um, Rossetti started doing uh, making me MC the vaults, right? The comedy at the vaults, yeah. And I used to hate it, right? So once once a month, I'd rock up to the vaults in Siren, and I'd be like, I, I just re- I hated every minute of it, and then something one day just clicked. So if she hadn't forced me to do that, I don't know whether I'd be doing it now, right? Not the mm. MC inside of it, yeah. So do you still write? Your own sort of write comedy, and I know you say that you sort yeah, of keep I've got, it there. I've got literally loads of stuff. It's just having the time to work the new stuff in. Because if you're being paid to do a set at a big comedy club, you then can't turn around and go, I'm just going to throw this new bit in, see if it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it didn't work. Great. No. Um, they're paying me for this shit. Um, so it's just finding that balance to try. I mean, there's loads of new material nights around, but I'm normally working already. So, mm, yeah. Um, yeah, there's. We carry notebooks around with us. My notebook is full of stuff that I need to try, but it's just finding the time to do it. Yeah. But yeah, you, you drive around. You'll see stuff, you, like, on a day-to-day basis. I just write it down. You just, like, take a photo of something or something will happen at home and it's, it's wrote down or put on Facebook. So Facebook, essentially, is another gig because a lot of the stuff you put on there is the stuff that makes people laugh, apart yeah. from the depressing ones I put on every now and then. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's your, that's your second gig. But then again, that, that, see, that side of it, makes I think, makes you more accessible because you can't... People will try and be funny all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For their, on their, you know, their public faces. I've had the same thing where... Yeah. You feel like shit. You've, well, you're, well, your your yeah. brain is feeling like shit, but you still have to go out. You can't go to a comedy club and MC if you're having a bad day. No. And go, well, here's another joke. That's it. It's a, it's a show. It's, it's a game it, face. Exactly. Yeah. And people so don't realise that. Like, if I go to say I do some of my extra work, um, I'll go there and they go, oh, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm a comedian. And because you're sat there quietly, they're like, what? And you're like, well, yeah, I'm not like on all the time. Mm. And it takes me a while to get used to people and of course by day two or whatever we're all having a laugh and we're all getting on and stuff but that with performers as well and you'd know this you've it is that two ends of the scale mm. you've got that i've been on i've been uh depressed since i was 18 i've been on antidepressants on and off since i was 18 you've got those two ends of the scale so yeah on stage and afterwards told to people i'm like yeah you're right oh nice to see you again i'll see you next time and this and that and then you're driving home and then you stay in your pajamas for the next two days at mm. home and you're you're getting buried in all your hoarding at home and and things like that because there's the, the two very extreme sides mm. to what you're doing. Do you ever find like the crowd can make you be hard depressed? To, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but seriously, cause yeah, some... tell me about it. Getting the vibes in here. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, some you go to a comedy show and sometimes the crowd just aren't with it, are they? Oh yeah, there's there's the occasional gig that you come off stage and you're like, that felt like work. Because normally it's just a joy. Yeah. You come off and you're like, oh, "This is a good night tonight." And then sometimes again, I've not had touch wood. I've not had a bad gig in quite a while. But there's some that you're like that. It was like you'd you'd build them up and mm. then you'd lose them. You'd build them up again and you'd lose them. And but that would be the theme. And then maybe by section two, they're a little bit more. Oh, we've finished work now. We've we've had a bit of drink and we're a little bit more loose and a bit up for laughter. So it's just that fir- mainly that first section that is normally the hard spot, which is why it's hard for people that are opening because they've got to go on and deal with that as well. But yeah, it's. Um, it just feels like work. Yeah, but being the MC, if if somebody does bomb when they do their set, are you 
how do you support them through with from the crowd? You don't you just you, rip the piss out of them. Do you? Uh, yeah, send them on the way. No, especially if it's a man. No, uh, <laughs> I always say this, and I'm a, this is why I love MCing so much, and why I'm a big believer in if you've got a good MC, all those acts on the lineup could be really bad. Mm. But as long as you've got that one person tying it all together, yeah. people will forgive the rest of it. So if you have got somebody that bombs, I mean, I've had there's been times where. I couldn't not acknowledge what had happened mm. to the point where I'm taking the mickey a little bit because it was so bad. Mm, mm. And, like, it would be a case of what just happened. Mm. And the audience is like, oh, my God, I'm like, we're going to take a break so we can all regroup, have a chat, get a bottle of vodka mm. each. <laughs> so you have to make light of it if it's been really bad. And the act knows if they've bombed mm. or not. And I'm like, I need to rectify what's happening in this room so the other acts don't have a bad night. So, yeah, you just go on, do your job bring them back up. Mm. Like I said, they're happy just to see... You've got to remember, that act's only on for 20 minutes. They're happy to see you back and mm. do more. So, like I said, that's why I love MCing, because people just rely on you coming back on, and as long as you're there and you're funny, that's all they want. But about. is there a lot of support, like, in the green room behind from other comedians to somebody that... No, it all goes very quiet. <laughs> Does it well, really? No eye well, contact and things you know, like that, it's, probably. Yeah, it's when you come off and have a good one, a lot of the time, it's all shaking hands and pat mm. on the back. If you haven't... What do you say? Yeah. What can you say to somebody that's just had a really bad gig? And it gets awkward because sometimes they're like, "Oh, can I add you on Facebook? And can you like, like give me advice?" And I'm like, "I really don't want to. I've had to learn, yeah, like my, my way through it." Because I, I, somebody asked me the other day, they said, "Oh, there's this woman coming up, and she's got it really wrong, and uh, she's all sort of like tits and ass and drinking and vagina and whatever." And I was like, "I'm pretty sure I used to be like that." I said, mm -hmm. "It just take people thought I was a character when I first started with the accent and mm. the stuff I used to talk about." I was like, I, I mean, she's, it's very difficult to tell somebody what they're doing wrong yeah. without sounding like a twat. Because you're like, who am I really to be to be telling these people? I'm, I'm not anybody special. Yeah, I, I do work a lot, but I'm not any great genius in things. So, so more often than not, you're like, they need to work it out themselves. But, it, you're, you're, but you're, you are further on down the road, if you like. Yeah. In the in regards to your your experience, obviously, so when when you've got the people that are like, it's no disrespect to them, but you get like the same people on all the the panel shows, and, yeah. and you got certain people that are on seven different TV series, and that how have they got to that point? Have they got had that one special lucky little break? That, yeah, that, and is that is that just I'd, all it is? I'd say the first special lucky little break is. Living in London. Right. Because if you don't live in London, you're not a comedian. Right. That's how it feels sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. not in London, mm. then you're not you're not on anybody's radar. Right. And then it's having just that agent that believes in you and can push you forward. So, it, like, as much as I don't live... We don't live that far away from London, it's still... You're still just not on their radar. So they get picked up. They've probably got the right look, the right age. Maybe they can mould them slightly into what they want them to be. And then, and then that, that's it. They're on telly. My my friend Darren, he's on everything at the moment. Darren Harriet, he was, in fact, he used to come down the vaults when we all first started, and uh, he's from Birmingham, moved to London probably two years ago, and he's literally on everything, anything to do with comedy you watch at the moment. Darren will be on there, and it's just like you lucky bugger. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, do you really need to move to London to be? To be seen, to be noticed, and you're you like, shouldn't have to be, should but you? then you look at it as well. Darren's obviously black; he's younger than me, so I, I, I'm loath to say it. There's a tick box going on somewhere. I'm a 41 menopausal woman, mother of a 21 year old son, 
it's got speaks like this, which this accent, people don't always like this accent. Um, you're like, I'm not top on their list of people that they want to see on the telly. I'm sure if I get on the telly, people will be like, oh, my God, she's great. I love her. Oh, my God, she's so yeah, funny. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got a Bristolian, Jade Adams. She's on a lot of stuff at the moment. Um, so she's doing it for the accent. But we're, we're two completely different people. Mm. And people would probably go, oh, well, you're too similar to Jane. And you're like, well, she's from Bristol. I'm from the Cotswolds. She's very. She's a very massive performance artist. She sings opera. She's brilliant. We might have seen her. She's on the Sun Bingo advert and just before oh, Jeremy no, Kyle. No. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, you'll have that as well. Oh, well, we've already got one woman that sounds similar to you, so we don't really need somebody else. But I know if I got on them panel shows, I'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. Be hilarious. <laughs> Which panel show would you most like to do then? Oh, I, uh, see, Mot the Week I'd swerve because that's... I've uh, that's behind the scenes. People are giving jokes. The women are giving the shit ones. Mm, right. Um, it, it takes you a long time to get your feet under the table on something like that. Just anything like eight out of ten cats yeah. does countdown. Eight out of ten cats. Um, even all the ones on ITV two like celebrity, 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 celebrity. No, it's celebrity. Celebrity. That actual name of a celebrity. Ian Ian Sterling. Celebrity. Yeah, all those kind of ones. But they've always got a mix of people on there, and you're like. They do, but they have the same mix of people on all those things. That's what. That's why I don't tend to watch a lot of them because they're all the same. People. Well, even recently I was talking to, um, what's his name, who does, uh, G- not Jeremy Kyle, uh, Jeremy on Channel 5. Vine. Like, yeah, Jeremy Vine on Twitter. And he's, I was chatting to him on Twitter and he's like, oh, we'd love to have you down. I said, oh, how about having me on the panel? So give me the details for his producer. Producer just comes back and goes, oh, and I literally wrote what I've done. This is the th- issues I could talk about. I can make them funny. I'm a comedian. This, 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 this. And you went, oh, our roster's full at the moment. And you go on there and they've got the same person on there five days mm. of the week. And you're like, oh, is, actually, yesterday they had a comedian on. And I was like, wow, that's the first time I've seen a comedian on there. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what do I need to do? Because to- now that hashtag Me Too movement's moved in, I can't suck anybody off to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. You think it's helping one way, but it is. Like... Well, Karis, we have a couple of voiceovers that we need doing. So I mean, don't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um... Would you like a bottle of water? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't come out with that straight away. You know, yeah. there's plenty of jobs you can thank do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's this just... place needs hoovering for a start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I give it the once over. You know me. I'm good luck. But yeah, oh, yeah, it's just having that one person to believe in you. To do stuff, I felt on the ver- on the cusp of something for a long time, but it's just having that one person. Because as much as they give you a chance, you've still got to go out there and prove yourself. Yeah, of course. You and have, that's yeah. the bit that I won't let people down on. But it's just mm. getting that chance. Somebody, and like I said, I'm not. I'm not an attractive, overweight, forty-one, menopausal. I'm not an attractive option for many agents. They like the young ones. They like the ones that they can go out and do drugs with, or the ones that they can tell to do stuff. And do you know I mean, they don't want to hang around with a, with with their mum. So that, that's what it comes down to. There's a lot. A lot of them are very young. Yeah, I don't know. Well, apart from the fact we don't agree with what the way you describe yourself. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> but there's, it's there has to be room for like variety. That one thing that you would expect in this day and age. And we're well, gonna, especially we in are comedy. just going to sound like old people yeah. moaning now. That there's all this thing about that it's supposed to be opened up for all kinds of people these days. Yeah. Well, I think there was a discussion the other. Uh, a few months ago on Twitter about, um, was it, it, I think it was female comedian. Yes, female comedians not having travel shows because you've got Ramesh, 
Um, there's quite a few men, male mm. comedians that have had the uh, Russell Howard's gone off with his mum, Ramesh goes whoever, um, Richard Edwardy, he's got his. So there was, there was a big discussion. Why no women got no female comedians being commissioned to have one? Mm. Of course they've commissioned one now. Who? Sarah Pascoe, who's on. Everything, else. everything yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I love Sarah to bits. You know, no disrespect to her, but there's other fucking comedians out there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just, but then you have a look at the acting side of it as well. You could be watching a, a series on ITV, and you change it and watch a different series on BBC. It's the same person. Yeah, you're confused yeah. with which one you're watching. You're yeah. like, hang on a minute, is that the rapist from that one or the the pedo half from that? You don't know because <laughs> no, it's, no. there's so much of a crossover. Yeah. So I think you're laughing once you get in there. But it's the getting in there. It, yeah, because obviously when you're time. in there, you're like, well, this is hilarious because I'm on everything. Yeah. And and do these people help? I'm a massive fan of paying things forward as well. I'll, I'll always help. You know, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to help hundreds of people, but I'm make sure I always help at least one person get somewhere that I've not got. Yeah. So you're just like, where's that paying it forward? Mm. So to be fair, like I'm good friends with Matt Richardson, who's um, off of Extra Factor and TV and Virgin... Um, DJ now so he's got me supporting him on tour which is good and I've just got this one actually made me day uh, Clinton Baptiste from oh, uh, Phoenix Nights oh, yes, yeah. yes. so I met him for the first time probably no more than six weeks ago and we had a couple of gigs in a row just hit it off and his agent messaged me today like we got all these dates Clinton like Alex is obviously is running yeah. Alex wants you to support him on tour so I'm like, oh, that's great. So a whole list of dates. I'm like, I can do two of the dates. Oh, no. Because that's the way it is. You, you're yeah. just so... But somebody messaged me today and they're like, oh, don't suppose you're free this Saturday. I have two messages today about working it for them to do this Saturday. I'm like, I just go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> this Saturday? Or, or this Saturday next year, do you mean? And yeah, some Saturdays I'm free, but majority of the time I'm booked up so far in advance. So yeah, I'm doing two for... Two for Clinton, and I love him. I just he think great. he's he is brilliant. Funny, he is he is great. His brilliant. podcast is really good as well. well. Exactly, yeah. Mm. He was up for the mm. podcast awards, wasn't he? Were you? We entered. Oh, we, man. We paid our 25 quid to enter. Oh, and, that kind uh, of... Uh... sent them emails saying, why do we have to pay to enter this competition? And uh, they said, well, awards don't pay for themselves. We have to... And we goes, ah, right then, yeah. We won't uh, be doing that again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I was taking the shine off it a little bit. It, it does a little bit, yeah. Oh. You have to... But, but and obviously, if, you're, if you've got a bit of a name, you know... You have to... Yeah. I think yeah. you have to have a name, really, yeah. to win on that one. But there you go. Yeah. A million yeah. subscribers. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that sort yeah. of helps. Right, before we get on to Edinburgh, yeah. just tell us the owl story, because <laughs> for people that, are, that don't know about it, you, you became a bit of a... I mean, things sort well, of... Things, a, a bit of a... <laughs> things sort of blew up a little bit over that, didn't it? Because it wasn't something... That, it wasn't, like, special effects that you... No. Just with that, that bit of video. It's um, one of these things that... It's just a chance thing that's happened, and then you just get... Well, it's trolling, isn't it? You just get a load of people. Just it was the same when I, I we've said about the, me saving somebody's life. We'll go on these two stories together. All right, all so right. the owl. So where we where I live in Wooden, we used to have this eagle. He's not there anymore because obviously um, he just because I didn't want him. He yep. just left. Um, so I'd heard we'd all heard lots about him. He's been around for years. I'd never actually seen him. And I was walking down the high street one day with my friend, and she's like, "What's that noise?" I was like, "Night time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just after a gig. We'd done a gig in the mm. local pub. Walking down the street, she said, What's that noise? I was like, Oh, you don't you don't want to know. She's like, No, what is it? I was like, It's an eagle owl. She's like, What are you talking about? It's like, We've got an eagle owl, apparently it's massive. And I had my phone in my hand, and with that, I heard it coming behind me. Mm. 
you know, something I said before. <laughs> uh, sounds uh, familiar. Uh, yeah. In this shed. Exactly well. <laughs> right. So I just flicked up on, flicked up, just yeah. flicked it, flicked it on the video and caught the, so he landed on me and because of my, the colour of my hair, short and grey, the experts um, have said that he probably thought I was worth... Oh, having a go on. Whisking away. Yeah, yeah. yeah having a mate with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, when I sh- when I initially showed the video to people, people were like, oh, it's somebody with a glove puppet, sort of like, yeah, like yeah, just yeah. doing that. To- and then obviously I catch it flying Fly. away and it's massive. <laughs> so, yeah, it went sort of like, went a little bit, because like, some people had seen it and like, oh, this is funny, let's tweet about it and whatever. I'm like, oh, let's see how, how many people we can get to watch it. And mm. then got called down to, was it the nightly show at the time, wasn't it, with Dermot? Well, then, of course, people in Wootton started going mental. Saying you're you're going to bring tourists to the town, and I'm like, we're a, we're a, a, we're a tourist town. What, yeah. what are you talking about? Like we've got shops that wouldn't mind a bit. Oh no, but you know we don't want them seeing our owl, and it just got a bit precious and things like that. So I, I, just, remember, I remember following that on on, on social media and thinking, uh, how ridiculous know, is this? It was apart just... from the fact that you nearly got skewered by this big yeah. massive owl. Yeah. You're then getting all the shit for it yeah. for like bringing it, tourists in. Yeah, and it had happened before. People were like, oh, it's happened all the time, and then nobody's nobody's tried to make it go viral. And I'm like, well, it's going viral because I'm a comedian and it's mm. funny. It's not going viral for any other reason. No, and nobody really cares. It's just a funny video, and you're making far too much about it. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things with something funny always comes something <laughs> shit, and you're like, well, just take it for what it is. Exactly. It's a funny video. I've caught it on video. Let's have a laugh. Job done. Exactly. And, so yeah, and... they were trying to get ITV to boycott putting me on the telly. Oh, oh we've, we've all emailed, and you're like, oh, I'm too, too late. I'm down there now. It's already been recorded, so good luck with that. It's yeah, stupid. Is that still on? Is it on YouTube or anything? Yeah, to yeah, see it's that? on is YouTube. It, yeah, it, of course. What's yeah. It? I'll have to put. I'll put it's the link in the show notes gets, for that. It's probably like Keris gets fucked by an owl or something like that. No, it's, it? it's definitely under my name. It's Keris <laughs> now. Owl, owl, owl. Yeah. Owl, so what about this one where you saved somebody's life? Oh, I saved somebody's life the other week. Did you hear about that? No. Was it? This wasn't on Casualty then. Obviously, was this at a gig? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. On the way to a gig, so I always stop in somewhere nice to eat before I go to a gig and I was just about to leave and this woman started choking. Cut long story short, I was watching her and I was like, this, she didn't get any better. So I sort of went over and I was like, she had a friend with her, a woman probably in her 50s, late 50s. So I got her to stand up because she was still sat down. I was like, well, firstly, you need to stand up to clear the airwaves or whatever. Cut long story, did the slap, her friend was tapping on the back. I was like, nah, from what I know, you need to properly whack the shit out of her yeah so i started doing that and then i was like it's not clearing so you're gonna have to do the heimlich so a friend tried to do that and it was all a bit mm, mm, a, yeah. bit, a bit sort of half assed and stuff i was like no i'm gonna have to do it so did that went back to back tapping heimlich again back tapping and she coughed up this prawn so sat her down she's crying got her water um all the staff are out and i'm like i need to go to the gig i'm sorry i need to go to leave and i went to go and pay and my hands were shaking so much because i was like I'd, if it i didn't know what to do after mm, it mm. so the woman's like the manager's like oh no don't worry about paying like thank, thank you they'll probably cover your meal but we'll cover it if not so i went to the gig and i was still in it was still in shock because i got to the gig and i was just like oh i've just done that and now i've got to go on and MC this gig in front of people and make them laugh so anyway um some of the newspapers picked it up get a message from the woman that was with the woman that was choking off her daughter and said, I'll tell you what is funny, you pretending you saved somebody's life. And I was like, what, what are you on about? And she went, my mum was there and my mum's and she's been a nurse for 20 years. And I was like, your mum that stood there and didn't do anything? Yes, so why are you claiming my mum saved her life? 
I said, I gave her the Heimlich. She went, you giving her the Heimlich just made her blood pressure rise. Oh, my God. I was like, wow. Oh, dear. (laughs) I was like, I said, I don't need to have a conversation with you about this. I don't know what your mum's told you, but maybe get the CCTV from the restaurant and then we can talk about this again. And I just blocked her. I was like, I'm not having... But then now you're like, would I ever do that again now? No. Because you're like, what's the point? Yeah. I'm now being told that me doing the Heimlich made her blood pressure rise. What, so I could have killed her? But uh, anyway, I'm just like, I don't need to speak to you about this and I'm I'm not going to, so... You just think, you're just like, I'm trying to do something, and then you do it, and then there's always people there going, oh, well, you did it wrong, or that's, yeah, mm. that's lying. Why would I lie about something like that? That is crazy. Yeah, it is you crazy. You know what I mean? If, it, if I, oh, I wouldn't go to a gig and go, oh, by the way, I've just done this, if I hadn't done it, because yeah. people are going to be asking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You can't so, do right for doing wrong. Exactly. So, so where yes. did you learn your high minute? Well, I, I, this is the thing. I, I think it can only be from watching... TV. I've or never been on never, casual Well, yeah, that's what I put it down to. I've never done the Heimlich. I've obviously seen it on stuff, but I've never physically done it. No. Well, um, you have nine. Yeah, exactly. Well, did I? <laughs> <laughs> did I, though? Did I really? I don't know. Oh, the moral of the story well, is don't eat prawns. Yeah, we'll get you to something. try it out on yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let, give me a prawn to eat. Yeah, I'll, uh... but I'd imagine it comes down to um, just watching shows like that. Yeah. So you're surprised about how much stuff you do pick up on things like that and i did say in the green room when i got to the gig i was like how many of you in here would know what to do if one of us started choking none of them no so i was like well that's interesting so i'm trying to start some kind of like conversation about that of course then you mention it on the comedians page and they're like oh you can just google it and you're like well, it's not about is that what you're, gonna you're not do? gonna do yeah. that at the time it's just getting you? the conversation no. out there so we're all a little bit happy because essentially we're the only ones that are with each other. Mm. So we're the only ones there that are going to save anybody's life. Because, obviously, we lost somebody recently. Ian Cognito, a good friend yeah. of mine, mm. died on stage, heart yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there was no saving him or anything like that. But... You never it, know, yeah. do you? So, And you just... saved somebody's life. Don't let anyone else tell you anything. <sighs> yeah. Not doing it again, though. No. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Die, bitch! Um, Die! <laughs> right. Tell us about uh, Edinburgh. Oh, Edinburgh. <laughs> this, this isn't Edinburgh. the first time you've been to Edinburgh. No, so how many times have you been there? Well, the first year I went out was 2011, the year I started comedy. I got into the uh, semi-finals of the biggest comedy competition for new comedians. So you think you're funny. I did did it on my seventh gig. So that goes out like, straight away. You're like, oh, I must be doing something right. But like I said, the people that put me through thought I was a character. So when I did get out there, they were like, oh, my God, she's real. Oh, right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a real person, not the character we were looking for. Yeah. Um, so I've been up every year since 2011. 2015, I did two shows. I did a kids' show and my a compilation show, and it broke me. It, Edinburgh is just a mental... Mentally absorbing, money absorbing shit pit. It's mm. not. It's not a fun place. You're just flying in the rain. You're running from one gig to the other. You're spending a lot of time on your own. Late nights, early mornings, setting rooms up, taking rooms apart, setting PA's up, taking PA's apart, running across town to find cable ties to tie chairs together. Um, so what? Why do it? Why go well, every year? This is. It, it always used to be like the holy grail for comedians. Mm. Um, and when you initially start going up, the amount like you apply for a, a spot, and it'd be like we need references, and you need somebody to back you up because we we heavily vet the shows. And then you're like, oh my god, I've been given a slot. And then you get up there, and you're like, you haven't vetted anybody up here. There's so much shit up there; it's unbelievable. Like you'd have people coming out of the show before yours going, 
oh my god, I never want to watch comedy again. And you're like, please don't let that put you off. Yeah, yeah, like a group yeah. of students from bloody Manchester doing some improv. Don't mm. let that put you off. This is like our show's really funny. Please give us a chance. And you're having to work to rectify something that somebody else has done. Right, that you've got no power over. Yeah, so obviously it was where people used to be discovered, like, back in the day, it was the, it was the big award place and things like that. And well, it was the Perrier Award, wasn't it? It was Perrier, always the yeah, big one. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And now it's, I don't know who's sponsored Foster's for a bit, now last minute, I don't know who, who sponsored it now. That just goes to show how, mm. how it's kind of gone gone down. But um, it's still... I've I've always gone i've gone for the final week for um the last few years just to put your face i am still a comedian just so people know because mm. people that don't go aren't on any of these on any of these people's radars mm. so at least i'm like oh yeah and i thought well i'm going up this year i might as well do something while i'm up there so um i come up with this 80s game show mashup um because I researched it and I knew there was nothing out there. Nobody was doing it. There's, there's comedy bingo, there's comedy ball games and things like that. There's nobody was doing the game shows. So I was like, and I used to love like Generation Game, Blankety Blank, even like Michael Barrymore on Strike It Lucky, things mm. like that. Um, so I was like, well, let's do um, a sort of just mashup of those games and make it into a, an hour show. So we got our spot, got our venue, and then the, the programme went to print last week. And the venue shut down. So how did you get together with Steve to do this show? Steve, oh, through Danny. So Danny's going to be our producer, and then Danny introduced me to Steve mm. and his Steve's old ego, Stinky Bunting. Mm. And it just works. He's a great guy. He's, uh, you know, and, and we've all got other commitments. So we're like, do we want to do a month or do we want to do a week? I was like, if we do a week, we can see if it's got legs, and then we can make up our mind if we're going to do it next year for the whole month. But it also means we can take it on tour. Yeah. We don't necessarily need the fringe as the backbone of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So as much as it's making its debut at the fringe, that's just mainly to just kickstart what it is. But obviously now we've got to work mm. with what venue. So was Sunday night as we record this just gone? Yeah. Was that the first time you've ever performed it? Yes. So we've had we had one meeting before, like trying to sort out the format of it. Right. Then we had another meeting. Um, I think it was last Wednesday, perhaps. Just saying, um, just talking through the run-in of it. And then Sunday, it was the first... We we knew we needed an audience. We couldn't mm. do it without an audience because it, it just becomes very awkward because I'm like, oh, who am I talking? I've got nobody to talk to. Yeah. So we just needed a few people and the fact that so many people turned out was just brilliant. Mm. And um, it was everything I wanted it to be, to be honest. It, it was fun. Um, this was the thing, I was going back to it. We had young couple of young girls in there, my friend's daughters. And, of course, with going back to the Cotswold stuff, oh, we used to hang around on the back of a float and do a tram race or whatever. <clears throat> I was like, like, three, two, one, trying to explain the rules to three, two, one to a couple of teenage girls. <laughs> and this is what we used to watch. on. A, we didn't go out on a Saturday night. We watched this on a Saturday mm, night. Exactly. What's that? That's a dust, that's Dusty Burn is what that <laughs> is. That's your prize. And it was just hilarious having... We had a really old lady... Or not really old, but Irene, the grandmother... Um, and then the two granddaughters. So it was really nice to have that mix where you go. They were like lit, lit. Yeah, the perfect example. Uh, pr- uh, play your cards right, right, yeah, yeah, or play your cards wrong, as we call it, because okay. we're not sure on copyright and stuff. Oh. We got one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play your cards wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, did play your cards right? And when it went to the the middle one, they got to the a card that was middle of the road. So it was a seven of clubs or something. And of course, everybody in the audience went oh, <laughs> and these girls were like. 
what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, you've got no idea what that reaction... Because there's a reaction just there. That was we it. did the Generation Game conveyor belt kind of thing and straight away somebody shouted like, cuddly toy! Yeah, yeah. You always had a cuddly oh, toy yeah. in it. And what was good, we had our core audience, which was brilliant anyway, but then some locals, obviously, that were just drinking in the pub, eight, eight, eight guys stood at the door. And that's the telltale thing, right, with the comedy, with anything to do with comedy. You're drawing them in. They either stand there, go listen to it for a couple of minutes and go, what the bloody hell is this shit? And walk away. Yeah. Well, they stand there and come in. And they come in. Oh, yeah, yeah, They came in, they joined in, and it was brilliant. Yeah. And even I, when we were packing the cars up, we went, oh, there's that comedian called me over to the table outside. They were like, oh, if we, we would have been there on, you know, we didn't know, it was, we'll, we'll come to the next one. Mm. So that, how many more are you going to do before I do I think we got four. So, because um, again, I've got Bastonbury coming up. I'm in Edinburgh next week. Um, holiday. <laughs> rest, rest and yeah. relaxation. Um, so we we literally can only fit, but we're not up there till the end of August. So we've essentially got days in August as well. It's not yeah. as if we're going up in six weeks' time. Yeah, and it's a bit of a panic. Yeah. It's we've we've got plenty of time. So it got lost a little bit when Neil asked his question, but the venue that you've got has closed down. Yes. So how does that affect? Uh, at the moment, is the show homeless? Uh, no, they're building it. Oh right, okay. <laughs> Which, if I was up there at the beginning of uh, August, I'd be a bit worried about yeah. it. But we've got, we've got. Two They've been weeks. told that everything's. You've been told it's everything's going to be fine. It was a long-standing venue in Edinburgh, well-known venue in Edinburgh. We were really pleased we got it. Um, it, it capacity. They've squeezed 130 people in there at one point, and this new venue, uh, you can get 40 people in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and they can't quite see how mm. that isn't an acceptable replacement. So there's been a bit of back and forth. Right. And then we're like. We've already had to, we've already paid like five hundred quid for registering and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of money involved, and you're like, uh, we've we've paid for our accommodation. We're like, we put out now, we lose all that. Do we just go down there and make the most of it? And if we can pick up, because um, sometimes people drop out. If we can pick up other time slots or whatever. So he did offer us another. He said, oh, we can do two shows in this other venue, but it's like a it's a loft and it's so tiny. It's like it's not enough right. space for all us. We've got Steve's got his keyboard. Yeah. We've got loads of props. We've got our glitter curtain hanging on a mop. Do you know what I'm saying? It just sounds fantastic. I'm just describing it, and you're like, wow. My butterfly wings. Do you know what I mean? They just got to fit in everywhere. Your butterfly wings. An inflatable wings. dartboard. Yeah. yeah. See? <laughs> it, sounds, so, yeah. it sounds amazing. I'm sold. It yeah. does sound amazing. It'll right. be... Yeah, can we'll you not do one it. on a Sunday, though? What? When the, the one's coming up, can you not do one on a Sunday? Oh, not, not, yeah, because yeah. you work on Sundays. I work every Sunday. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll just bring it down to Wake Rose and, yeah, uh, and, and just oh, do it in the aisle. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd be like, what? Supermarket sweep. I'll shut, make sure before you shut the door. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, look at that. Yeah, see? I could see Steve as a, a bit of a Dale. <laughs> <laughs> right, before we uh, wind things down, we've got a little bit of a quiz. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's like three, two, one all over again. Yeah. One, one, two, three. One, two, three. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Copyright. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right, I'm going to give you uh, five lines of dialogue. you got to tell me whether it was Kerry or Curtin that said them. OK. You ready? Oh, I'm on this, yes. OK, right. I think we've got my other five out of five coming out here. Oh, it might not be. Number one. Come on then, Charlie Large Potatoes. We've got... Come on then, Charlie La- Large Potatoes. It's got to be... Come on then, it's got Charlie... Huh? Curtin. It was. Oh! Let's see. That's... When he was fighting uh, just... Martin McClure. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. You can't read it. <laughs> Got to be carrier. Ah, that face paint of a tiger, everyone has been saying behind your back how stupid it looks as well. 
that's uh, Curtin. Kerry. Oh. Talking to Levi. He had his face painted. Oh. His... Never mind. One out of two. I thought she had her face painted. Number three. Len, I'm not going to get in a fight with you today. All right. Uh, Curtin. That is Curtin. Well done. That's what the, uh, the Scarecrow Festival. Number four. He goes at five miles an hour and he likes to be the only person on the road. Kerry. That's Kerry talking about her gramps. And number five, this is for a before out of five, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. you oh. get this one. Year six camping trip, and he brought an old army camp bed, and it had blood on it. Curtain. Oh, Talking about Rob Robertson, well done. <laughs> Four out of five. So Rob Robertson. Gr- there you go. Well see, done. See so just going back to this country uh, as we as we wind up, as they say in the business. Um, where would you like to see the series go now? Because a, a new series, a third series, will be out hopefully in early 2020. We'll be filming in August. What do yeah. you think? Where would you like to see the characters go and the story go? Well, uh, I think Carrie needs a love interest at some point. Okay. Um, Maybe like a 41 year old blue haired woman. <laughs> yeah. do, do we reckon she's a lesbian? Who knows? Well, We've always know. said she's quite sort of asexual. You yeah. don't know what she is, do you? Exactly, yeah. right? Who cares in this day and age? Who cares? Exactly. Um, I, I, I just love the way it's got. It just needs to include more traditional stuff that we do, like duck racing and. Uh, oh, there was one the other day that were pig racing and uh, just pig things like. Pig do you know racing. what I mean? Just, just little things like that. You're like, oh, like. This is just sum up the the Cotswolds for people that don't mm. know us and have no, or, or people that associate us with like Soho House, uh, like is it Soho House, Soho Country, whatever it is, you know, farm, Soho Farm House, isn't it? Yeah. The posh people, Cotswold yeah. life, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. Cotswold yeah. side of the, the this is the fun side of it. So just um, mm. just keep go, it's doing the what real we're doing, Cotswolds, yeah. isn't it? And the the things with like the relationship with the dad and stuff, like we were all watching it and we're like. It's heartbreaking, but hilarious at the yeah. same time. I so, can't... what do you what do you think is going to happen? Because I'm assuming that Martin will come out of prison. Yeah. How do you think Kerry is going to react to Martin coming back? Do you think she's going to be like she was at the end of the special, where you know she's moved on and she's no, you... she's always going to have that thing with her dad. You think so? Yeah, yeah. She's not. She's not the character. I I don't believe that she's the strong character that would move on. And no, she, there's something there that she needs. Her dad's acceptance, and until he does that, she won't move on. That's but he's then never going to do no, that. No, exactly. Though, I know. <laughs> it just breaks my heart, but makes me laugh. <laughs> Haven't you heard a word I've been saying? <laughs> I love it. I, I love, love it. that. Like, that whole, I watched that bit a couple of days ago. That mm. whole bit when he's telling about the the, the dog that he killed, and, That's it. and then you, you will write to me, won't you, Dad? <laughs> Haven't you heard a word I've been saying? It's so yeah. good. But like you say. Heartbreak. He won't even give her a lift to the pri- to the to the, the police, police station. station. I know, I know, and I and I love obviously um, the the Kerry's mum. Like <laughs> obviously, when I first started, I was like, "That's got to be Daisy doing that voice, on it?" And then obviously, it, it mm. is, and it's brilliant. I just the, that I love the fact we're never going to see the mum. Brilliant, I know. brilliant. We don't want to see her. We just want to hear her. I did say we should see the feet, like Tom and Jerry, oh, the yes. <laughs> just the feet. That's yes. all I want to see. What do you reckon she'd be wearing on her feet? Not a lot. Crocs. What was it? Crocs. Crocs. How did Curtin describe them? The way she put luncheon meat, I think it was. Yeah. Wasn't it? Or something oh, like oh, lovely. There's a, there's or a corn beef or something. There's remember. an image to behold. It's probably yeah. corn beef in it. Probably corn beef. Corn beef in Crocs. Yeah. yeah you oh. that? Sounds Stuff like you're describing me. 
Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't got your Crocs, you got your Crocs on I know, today. Right? Same for a special occasion. Seven pairs of Crocs, no boyfriend. What's that? What are you saying? What are you saying? That's nothing. Not well, I mean, exactly just right. that you They've got, got no taste. These. Yeah, clearly. As far as Gum said, they look like comfortable shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they are very comfortable. They are very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> As sponsored by Crocs. As I know, sponsored right? by Crocs. Well, Keris, thank you very much for joining oh, it's us. Been it's been a pleasure. Awesome it's it's been, gone so quick. It has gone so quick. But it's been lovely chatting with you and just catching up with you. Because mm. you used... Yeah, I mean, you've done numerous shows for us. We met all those years ago at the Phoenix, very first Phoenix Festival. 2014. Yes. Is that, that what was? it was? Mm. Crikey. Crikey. It's a long time, isn't it? That was a no, long, long 2013. time. 2013. 2013. Yeah, it was yeah. 2013, yeah. That was good, wasn't it? That was, that was good, good, wasn't it? But, but it was good that we met each other, because if I hadn't done that, we, wouldn't, we would never we would have met never, each other. Our, our paths would never have no, crossed. and you no did reason. umpteen shows for us, which was always just... Brilliant. If you get a chance, listener, to to see this lady live, do it because you will not only be shocked, especially if you see that that <laughs> photograph. Yeah. There, I'm not even going to tell you in what context that photograph is, but that <laughs> photograph is enough to make you just want more. Do you still use that photograph? Well, that's what I was saying about not re- not not doing new material. Yeah, it's still <laughs> still being bought yeah, out yeah, on that, stage. That, that's all good. To be that's fair, all good. It, it has to be because yeah. it's and it's. It's it's an experience seeing Kerry uh, Kerry <laughs> seeing Kerry's <laughs> to her. See, look, I should be in this country. That was just a Freudian slip. <laughs> um, she is she is a fantastic comedian. That's all I got to say. Oh, and, stop it, but guys. you are, you, you are, are, you are. I work hard. You are. She works hard for she the money. She works hard the for the goes. money. Indeed, she does. Keris, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been loads of fun. It's Neil, awesome. are you ready to do your bit? You were right. not very good last time. I know so there was too much pressure. Right. Here we go. Right, you can get us on all the social medias. That'll be Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and that's under WTAF This Country. See, so you got that one. Then we've got a website which is WTAFpodcast.com. And the email is wtafthiscountry at hotmail.com. Well done. There you are. And if you want to support the podcast, you can at patreon.com forward slash WTAF. We've got loads of signed goodies from the cast and crew. No, just the cast. Just not the, the cast. Not the crew. Go there and they've got different levels and all that shenanigans. And yeah, also uh, subscribe and rate the podcast, please. Get us back in the charts. That would be fantastic. On Apple Podcasts. Spotify now. Spotify. And also on Alexa. those... Was it? Yeah. Say that again. It'll Alexa. Get, uh, everybody's docs and stuff will start going now. <laughs> and if you say WTAF or this country, you, you should get us up on there as well. Fantastic. And Stitcher and obviously Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you again, Karis. Uh, Karis Thank you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in Series 3 as Kerry's oh. lover. Yeah. <laughs> Who do I need to suck off? There's a long list. Let's do this podcast all over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have to, we normally find little sound bites to put as the uh, as the thing for the ad for the for the podcast. I've done it. I think we just done it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's perfect. We can cut that, it. Well, that'll be your personal one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have that as my ringtone. Yeah. Yes, there you go. <laughs> thank you very much again, Karius. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, sir. And thank you, everybody. Now go get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow? This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. 
we're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal! That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes! It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything! Oh, you saucy devil! Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.